0: This is Brett from Washington State, and I love a good podcast. That's why I never listen to I Doubt It With Dollimore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dallimore. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Episode 383 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, as usual, per use, Jesse Dallimore. And sitting right next to me, the lovely and talented glue that holds the goddamn ship together Bernie page
1: you know with each day that passes we get a little bit more set up in the new studio area that's right and for those watching the live stream right now we have a little uh screen behind us that has the logo up there so now we're like getting really official is what i'm saying it's getting more, really official around here. More
0: and more every day.
1: Yeah, and then the wall, the background wall for the the statesmith setup
0: for the the soon to be daily news program.
1: Yes, uh, hosted
0: by myself and the also lovely and talented Drew Levine, who knows the difference between the yours.
1: Yeah, um, and the wall looks fantastic. So very good job on that, Jesse D.
0: I I did, uh, was a a crafty, handy handsman Mm. or a handy craftsman.
1: Yes. Very good. It was a good time. Doing the man's work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not even man's work. It's just, he, he, like Drew could have done it, but I wouldn't have wanted to come in after Drew and do my, because I had like a method I was using. Yeah. And if you get two different methods in there, Mm -hmm. it's not going to look the same. I, I put a the, the the same amount of glue. Yeah, it's just uniform.
1: So you hate teamwork. Yeah, I hate. You hate working as a I team. I actually
0: am not a big teamwork. Yeah,
1: guy. yeah. <laughs>
0: not, I'm not a big teamwork guy. <laughs> I, I, My sports in high school were not team sports. They were track and field, mm-hmm. and then I wrestled to get in shape for track and field.
1: Yeah. Technically,
0: Me too. they're team sports because a team. You know, you earn points by each individual event. But yeah. I didn't have to rely on ding dongs.
1: Yeah, I was in a similar position with all the <laughs> sports I did. Yeah, yeah, you were cross country for three days. Was really successful.
0: Brittany Page dropped out of cross country after three days. The aforementioned three days because
1: I didn't know it was running. Brittany just didn't know a lot of running
0: that it was just running. Yeah, <laughs> and in the winter time, that's a that's a Yeah, fall sport. yeah
1: it, that was painful. It hurt for, the ears for the three days. You mean. Hurt the ears and the teeth.
0: For the three days.
1: Uh yeah, for the you three days. You are a
0: whiny ass wimp about the cold. And about the heat.
1: hmm Well, I like to feel good, okay? I don't like to feel too cold and I don't like to feel too hot. Okay. I don't I don't mind feeling cold as much as I mind feeling hot. You know, how dare you? How dare, how dare you attack me for wanting to feel comfortable? What a dick.
0: I cannot deny. Yeah. I will not deny. Mhm. All right. Well, that was a nice uh little respite. A couple
1: mm-hmm. laughs were had. Yeah. Um Well, it's it's better than uh, it's been a really emotional last couple of days and it's been hard to be on social media for me. Yeah. Um me too. I've been reading a lot of terrible things on my Facebook feed and on Twitter. Even
0: terrible things that are meant to be, like, positive or uplifting in some way. Yeah. And it all kind of revolves around the thoughts and prayers thing.
1: Yeah, well, I just, I don't know. Everyone, when these shootings happen, everyone comes out and they start debating and some of it is productive and some of it just, you know, doesn't go anywhere and it's the same talking points, the same positions, people not listening to each other. Although I do say, I, I, do, I would say that this one feels different, at least from yeah. uh, what we're seeing like on, on TV. I,
0: I feel the exact same way.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't know why I think these students that, that we're hearing from that were... Um, in the school, while this was happening, um, watching them be interviewed, and how...
0: That's an articulate bunch of guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, I...
0: G- guys and gals. I mean, that, that group of kids is yes, goddamn... Yeah,
1: I, I'm... They're on top of it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, well-spoken, strong, assertive.
0: It, 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 I hope that they're organizing for action... Does make a difference in this case.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We we have um, there's an orga- organized movement for a, a a national teacher walkout.
1: Yeah, a national school walkout at school walkout U.S. on Twitter if you want to follow them. At school walkout U.S. You at say it again at school walkout U.S.
0: And that's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And what they plan to do. It's not just the don't show up to fucking work. Mm-hmm. It's show up to work.
1: And at 10 p.m. walkout.
0: And then at 10, 10 a.m. Oh, 10 a.m. It probably wouldn't be as effective <laughs> if they did it in the middle of the night.
1: Yeah. but 10 a.m. This is why I don't want HQ trivia. <laughs>
0: They're just going to get up and walk out of the school.
1: Yeah. On Friday. Which, which,
0: let me tell you something. On Friday,
1: April 20th, we need to give the date. On Friday, April 20th, yeah. which is the 19th anniversary of the Columbine shooting. Um, and this, you said teachers, but it's also for students, I believe. I think
0: students is a different date. I think that's March or something. March 24th. I could, I could be wrong. That's just in my memory, my head. It's likely wrong. You can look it up while I'm while I'm yammering a little bit here, but... Um, That is why this seems different because there is a different level of organization. There is a different level of of solution here. They're not just leaving it to Congress, feckless, ridiculous Congress that can't get their shit together. Mm -hmm. They are going to take it upon themselves by shutting down the schools because if they're not safe – why have the schools? It's not a, a deal where we're not getting paid enough, so we're going to shut down the schools, and we're not going to educate your kids. It's a different story where if the kids aren't safe, why should we have it open?
1: Yeah, so it is a, um, a national high school student walkout.
0: on That is on April 20th.
1: Right, Friday, April 20th, and um, they are also encouraging everyone to wear orange. Hmm.
0: Which is, I believe, one of the colors, the favorite color of one of the victims who was a dancer of the Florida shooting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this is this is not just, oh, well, they leave, no big deal. The, the, the school districts and the schools don't really have a, ah, they don't care. Well, we just shut the lights off and everybody goes home. This matters because of funding. I don't know how it works in every municipality across, or every, every state across the, the country, but in many states across the United States... They base school funding, individual school funding, by attendance. And if you have a massive portion of your student body not attending school that day, absent that day, it takes dollars from the budget of the school. And what better way to make a political statement? What better way to sway leaders, political leaders, community leaders than with the dollar because cash is king and that that is what's going to make it that's going to make a difference and uh maybe that's why it seems different
2: Mm -hmm.
1: well and these these students there's been a lot of talking points on the news where people that are being interviewed say things like well you know you're going to be gone in a week and this, to the media yeah you're going to be gone and this is going to happen somewhere else and then you're going to go there and then you're going to interview them for a couple days and then you'll be gone and the whole thing just keeps continuing and there's this larger conversation that's happening of we're sick of this constantly happening and when are we going to do something yeah. and and i think it was a tweet that i saw of paul ryan saying something like we need to collect the data we need to yeah. get the facts Ugh. we need to blah 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 it's like well the 19th anniversary of Columbine. It's, that's
0: what I was going to say.
1: How much time right. do you need to figure this out? Even
0: if Columbine was the very first school shooting, even though it was not. You've had 19 years to collect your fucking data. To research causes. To search for a solution. Mm-hmm. Don't give us this, oh, well, we got to wait for the facts to come in. Don't do a Donald Trump thing. Be a responsible fucking human being who cares about the welfare and safety of children. Of children. These aren't soldiers in a war zone who signed up to go fight and defend their country. These are kids. These are 13, 14, 15 teenagers who are being slaughtered. By the dozen, it is unconscionable that we have the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Paul Ryan, being a a dismissive, trite jerk-off about the massacre of children.
1: Well, and CNN is going to be having a town hall meeting on Wednesday, the 21st. In Florida. Yeah, talking to the students and teachers that were affected by this, and Marco Rubio tweeted Jake Tapper and said that he's happy to participate in the town hall. He's real happy to be there, I bet. Yeah, and that something needs to be done or whatever, and... I mean, is this going to be the turning point where these people are kind of forced to reconcile their hypocrisy and the things that they say versus the things that they do or how they try to avoid the questions even they don't even want to answer the questions. Yeah. Are, are is this the is the tide turning and they are going to be forced to answer those questions?
0: I hope so. I don't want to commit to it, but I predict a different level of movement, something Something's more likely to happen after this one. And still, I'm not committing to anything. Mm-hmm. But something's more likely to happen after this one than than anyone other than we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. So even today, we were watching CNN and watching Anna Cabrera on CNN. And she interviewed a guy who used to be the finance director, the finance chairman for the Republican National Committee during the 2000s and mid-2000s, during the George H.W. Bush years. And he's made a litmus test to his. This guy's a multi-multi millionaire, a big dollar pe- person. The, the finance director of a of a political uh, organization like the Republican National Committee is a guy like Steve Wynn, who just had to step down. Who is a multi-billionaire? They're rich people, and this I don't know this guy's net worth, but he he has now said that he. If you are not committed, you do not give a pledge to ban assault weapons, he doesn't write you a check. And if more wealthy political donors, because until we get some kind of a campaign finance reform system in place, this is just the way it is, until then, we need wealthy donors to say, no, fuck you, the faucet is turned off unless you are committed to... To this issue because too many kids are dying. And I'm tired of it.
1: Yeah, I I, I want to say something else that I think is different about this one, which is the number of posts I've seen of people wanting to get rid of their guns. Yeah, oh yeah. And saying that they have they have them and they're looking for responsible ways to get rid of them, and even people just surrendering their um guns to the police um because they don't want them anymore they don't have use for them anymore yeah. and we actually know someone who did that i don't remember which um mass shooting it was but it was a recent one where they kind of had this realization that i have this ar-15 or whatever it was i think it was an fifteen. it was an ar-15 yeah and i don't need it former marine yeah I could use it, I'm sure. Skilled yeah. with the weapon, um, but he started to feel guilty about having it, and so he got rid of it. So I think yeah. that this is kind of this is something new that I've been seeing.
0: I've seen several posts mm-hmm. from people who aren't even military, you know, uh, related. Yeah. Who are getting rid now? Some I've seen are selling their guns, which doesn't seem to really get rid of the problem, because if they're in your hands and you're a responsible gun owner. There's no problem there. If you sell it, you don't know, ultimately, to whom you're selling the gun, mm-hmm. and you're perpetuating a problem.
2: Mm-hmm. If
0: you have a gun, you want to get rid of it, don't sell it. Destroy it. Turn it over to the police. Or keep it. hmm uh, I mean, we, well, let's be responsible. About what do the
1: this. police do when they get them?
0: Uh, I, well, a lot of times, well, when they do gun buyback programs, they destroy them. Hmm. Yeah, they're not, like, put back on the market. Mm-hmm so let's uh let's just get into the voicemails and the emails first. We'll play the clips after. Maybe if something comes up that correlates with one of the one of the clips we'll we'll just play it. but mm-hmm. uh let's start with uh Kevin, Texas.
3: Hey, Jesse and Brittany. It's uh Kevin from San Antonio, Texas once again, and I just wanted to call and I really wanted to commend those those kids in that Parkland shooting. It's, it's really amazing the, the courage that, and then the bravery they're showing. They're not letting politicians, they're not letting the media get, define this narrative, their narrative or the shooting. They're speaking out for themselves. They're using social media to drag Tommy Lauren like she deserves to be. And I'm completely in awe of it. This this one feels different because of this. It feels different because the students are, are standing up for themselves. And in turn, they're, they're, they're standing up for the victims of, of Texas, of Vegas, of Pulse, of Aurora, of Virginia Tech you know, Sandy Hook, the list goes on. And, you know, I wanted to call after what happened in Texas, but, uh, you know, you just get to the point where you feel like nothing's going to happen. But, even when, even with Alex Jones, you know, saying false flag and all that bullshit, this one, it's so different because of these kids. And, it's just horrible. They had to had to see their teachers and fellow students be gunned down like that. But they're taking this anger and pain and they're counting it counting it into something so so righteous, so so bold and it's so profound, it's it's simply astounding to watch and my heart goes out to them. They are truly inspiration to this whole country.
0: Kevin, I, uh, goddamn, um, I I couldn't agree more. And I think that is the that is the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Is it's the kids? Mm-hmm. They're not fucking around. Yeah, these are aggressive. They are taking action. They are, atta- they are uh, being uh, proactive in defending themselves against the attacks of idiots like Tommy Laren, mm-hmm. Like the mainstream media on Fox News.
1: Like Donald Trump.
0: Like the President of the United States.
1: Which is so fascinating to me, and I was talking to you about this today, that they have the ability to get a message directly to him. Yeah. And he's getting it because some of these tweets are getting... Tens
0: of thousands of times. Right. Yeah, um, retweeted. And so
1: he's seeing it. Um, so they're able to get a message directly to him.
0: It, it, it's making so much press that even the media is reaching out to the White House for a response mm-hmm. about some of these tweets. And, of course, uh, the White House... Nothing. hmm Because they're fucking cowards. Mm-hmm who rather than address the legitimate concerns of Americans and the safety of innocent children, they'll just sit by and be silent.
1: Well, and I think this happened on a Wednesday, right? And Sarah Huckabee Sanders canceled the that press day. briefing right. saying that because of the the shooting uh, that, that she was going to cancel it. And it just seemed so strange to me because... That would be the time to come out and talk to the American people. Yes. Um, Donald Trump could come out and talk to the American people right then. And that just is be human. the time to do it. Yeah. Just be human. Help
0: the nation heal. But
1: he needed time for them to like write him up a speech that talks about evil and hatred and uh, whatever Bible verse he had that he yeah. knows very well, I'm sure.
0: So, Kevin, listen, um,
1: that was a great voicemail. Thank it, you awesome. for calling,
0: Kevin. Uh, Kevin from San Antonio is a longtime listener to the show. Uh, one of our very early communicators with the show. When we, we we talked about the the phone number every episode, and no one ever called. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's been listening. He's an early adopter of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love you, Kevin, and we appreciate you. And uh, I think this is a little different. Mm-hmm. Your tears are justified. Your emotion is legitimate. But let's funnel this into something that really does make a difference.
1: So we got an email from Mark and he said, just listen to number 382 and just wanted to fact check. The Parkland, Florida shooting was the 41st mass shooting this year, a shooting where at least four people are shot. And there's no link here. Um, so this is kind of one of my pet peeves that I want to talk about really quick. Um if you fact check somebody, send a link because well, I don't know where you got that. And honestly, I went searching today, I did trying too. to I figure out, yeah, and I couldn't find it. So I'm being genuine here. Please send me the link. I yeah. want to know where you got that information. I want to know. Well,
0: the other thing is, look, we don't mind being fact checked. Like I'm wrong all the goddamn time. Yeah, I don't. I don't play with notes here. I'm well.
1: In fact, I I want to address that too because the previous episode, I think it was just so emotional that we didn't do a very good job of like being factual because i I think we were being pretty emotional so that's that's that um but i do want to talk about the 18 school shootings number that has been going around because this is something that the washington post really dug deep and they got into this and i think that that we want to talk about this
0: well this is a big deal it's important to get the numbers right, and there's a gun organization, an anti-gun organization out there.
1: Every town for gun safety. Every town for
0: gun safety. And Look, it's a noble cause. Their heart, their hearts collectively are in the right place. They, they want to make a fucking difference. So I, I'm not maligning them in their intent. It's just you don't want to give the other side ammunition, no pun intended, against the right side of this issue
1: mm-hmm. and so th- they're
0: wrong about their numbers
1: so th- this organization every town for gun safety tweeted on a wednesday this is the 18th school shooting in the u.s and bernie sanders tweeted it
0: chris murphy i played the clip on the last
2: show yeah many he said it
1: many prominent people in the media took this figure and they were saying it and it's it's not exactly correct. And no, the, no, no. the reason Let, it's not correct.
0: It's not that it's not exactly correct. It's not correct.
1: Right. Well, that depend people are still defending their their number based on their their definition. Okay, so here's basically how they define it. It's any school shooting that happens on school grounds, even if students aren't there, even if teachers aren't there. OK, so this was the first one that they include um, in their tally. Um, a 31 year old man parked outside an elementary school in Michigan and called the police to say he was armed and suicidal. Several hours later, he killed himself. But the school had been closed for seven months and there were no teachers and no students there. So they included right. this one as a school shooting because it happened on school grounds
0: it's just not right it's not right that's not correct
1: yeah so i don't agree with that being classified as a school shooting either but i have seen people defending it so well, i'm just saying well, hey,
0: let me give let me give what i believe would be uh, when you think of a school shooting you think of an active shooter situation where someone is going into a school and targeting children, Mm -hmm. like in a Sandy Hook situation, like in a Parkland, Florida, like a Columbine. Mm -hmm. You don't think a dude in the parking lot who's inflicting harm upon himself, that's not a school shooting. So this is their... when when when, When the imagery is conjured into your brain. This is
1: their exact definition. Anytime a firearm discharges a live round inside a school building or on a school campus or grounds... Okay.
0: So, 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 hang on. So, if a police officer, there's an, uh, a negligent discharge, an accidental discharge. I say negligent because in the Marine Corps, they, there is no accident. You're an expert. You should not discharge your weapon without knowingly, willfully doing so. So, if a cop discharges his weapon accidentally, sits down in his chair and somehow it goes off and shoots into the floor. Is that a school shooting? No, it is not a school shooting. It's a it's a a discharge of a weapon on school grounds. But I think intent has to be played into this. Anyway, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, most of their school shooting examples are ones that are problematic. They're not ones that you would think of that Are someone going into the school? A lockdown is required. People are hiding, fearful for what's about to happen. Um, And after the Washington Post published this story, um, they actually took that first example that I just talked about off of their list.
0: Hmm. Well, so that
1: should make you happy.
0: um, (laughs) It it does, um, but it also makes me think they're not being very thoughtful. No, look, there's two ways to look at it. It's great. That they're correcting. They're self-correcting. That's awesome. But it's also, uh, you know, maybe the, if this is the business they're in, talking about school shootings, dealing with school shootings, addressing policy related to school shootings, shouldn't they have their shit together prior to releasing information? I believe that it they are just very emotional and fired up about this issue and want to provide alarming statistics to the American people. And all that does is give idiots like Tommy Laird ammunition to attack the organization and its credibility and its numbers and ultimately its mission. And that's a fucking problem.
1: So according to the Washington Post, just five of every town's 18 school shootings listed for 2018 happened during school hours and resulted in any physical injury. Three others appeared to be intentional shootings but did not hurt anyone. Two more involved guns, one carried by a police school officer, and the other by a licensed peace officer who ran a college club that were unintentionally fired and again led to no injuries. At least seven of every town's eighteen shootings took place outside normal school hours.
0: That's problematic. And we listen, we as I'm feeling more comfortable about calling myself a liberal, but we as liberal or progressives or individuals who care about this issue, because I believe there are conservatives who care about this issue, we need to be concerned about the facts as well, because we're not gonna solve it with insane hyperbole, insane inflations of these numbers, We're, we're just not. Because the other side is organized, and they are motivated for nothing to change. Let's move on. Next voicemail, Kelly, New England.
2: Hey, Jesse. Hey, Brittany. It's Kelly from New England. Um, I am really feeling this shooting deep in my bones, and I'm I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of people dying horribly, horribly, just so someone can have a hobby where they keep long guns. And I was watching the news today, and maybe this is just too much of of just being sick of the GOP and the fact they're so clearly bought, but um, Governor Rick Scott was asking for the FBI director Ray's resignation. And that felt really, really cynical to me. It felt like, one, a distraction from the fact that the problem is guns. It's guns. Motherfucker It's guns. And I ring the bell. I'm sorry. But it feels like she's trying to just aid Trump and distract us from the fact that it's guns. This it just feels so cynical. So cynical. And I know that the FBI 100% dropped the ball on this. 100%. Like they need to be called to the carpet for that. But I don't think that is a concern and I was just wondering what your guys' thought is and love the show. Brittany, please please help me get through this. We really are the best part. You're so good at this. Okay, love you guys.
1: Thank you, Kelly. Although that puts a lot of pressure on me. Um Well I think I Go ahead. I I think that the what's what's positive about the FBI is that unlike Donald Trump they have um owned their mistake and they said that this was a mistake that they messed up that people did not follow protocol um that things did not happen here the way they should have and that's not that's not good that doesn't give us any relief but Unlike Donald Trump, unlike many people in this administration, they are still saying, yeah, we fucked up.
0: Right. And well, someone does need to lose their job.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: But that's how that's how a competent agency reacts when something like this happens, uh, where there's loss of love, where there's something serious that takes place.
1: Right. It's not just self-preservation.
0: That's right. They're, they're not making excuses. Right. They're saying, hey, look, hand up. Yeah. We fucked up. Mm-hmm. They're owning it. Yeah. Someone needs to lose their job. That person is not a good decision maker, Mm -hmm. especially where it relates to incidents that could be life-ending. That person needs to go. If there's a series of people, if it's a breakdown of an organizational system, that needs to be dealt with. But the FBI is not to blame here. And that actually... Is Exactly what Donald Trump is trying to do for his own benefit is blame the FBI and work them into a protective narrative around his misbehavior.
1: New developments in the school shooting in Parkland, Florida. Overnight, the president and the first lady, they visited a hospital where the wounded students and teachers were there being treated, and also giving a thumbs up while meeting with first responders. That visit, however, coming just hours after the FBI admitted that it received a specific tip saying the alleged shooter, Nicholas Cruz, had access to guns and a quote, desire to kill, and yet the agency failed to act
4: so much outrage and confusion over that news abc's adrian
1: bankert who's usually with us here on the desk on weekend mornings she's on the scene in florida with the latest on the investigation adrian good morning to you
4: good morning dan good morning paula yes here in this picture-perfect community it all seems so surreal the shock of violence a presidential visit and now the horrifying realization that all of the pain could have been prevented
3: The job they've done is incredible and I want to congratulate them.
4: President Trump and the First Lady thanking doctors and nurses coming to the bedside of injured victims of Wednesday's high school
5: massacre. Very sad something like that could happen.
4: Sad and terrifying. After Nicholas Cruz's alleged murderous rampage, he jogged off campus and is seen walking into a McDonald's in this newly released video from just minutes after the shooting, right before the 19-year-old was arrested. Outrage over the brazen killings magnified by the explosive admission by the FBI that agents made a huge mistake. Governor Rick Scott wants the FBI director to resign after the bureau admits that on January 5th, a person close to Cruz called the FBI's public access tip line, concerned about Cruz's desire to kill, erratic behavior and the potential of him conducting a school shooting. But according to the FBI, the information was never forwarded to the FBI Miami field office and no further investigation was made.
0: On behalf of myself and over 1,000 employees of the Miami field office, we truly regret any additional pain that this has caused. They had the name of the person, Nicholas Cruz, and they had the witness who was reporting it. So they would have been able to act on this information
2: immediately, but they didn't.
4: The attorney general ordering a review of what went wrong.
2: It's terrible. And now we have to live with it. our good friend instead. It could have possibly been stopped if the FBI did something about it.
4: This would only be the most recent warning. In September, a video blogger contacted the FBI when a user with the name Nicholas Cruz posted, I'm going to be a professional school shooter. While the community is in shock, Cruz is on suicide watch. The Broward County Public Defender tells ABC News he's ready for Cruz to plead guilty in order to avoid the death penalty. That public defender hoping for a life sentence. Now, authorities say that Cruz has confessed to the killings. And what's been very frustrating is the number of red flags. According to the sheriff's department, they've received around 20 calls, concerns about Cruz over the past few years.
0: So I jumped the gun on my intro to this tag, uh, to this, this package. I, this was supposed to be what was in my head. This actually is working out perfect because this explains the whole situation with the FBI and their fuck-up. Mm-hmm. I was trying to play how Donald Trump is playing into this, using this as defense of himself. And we'll get to that in a second, but let's let's talk about this mm-hmm. a little bit more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've been reading about him a little bit more. and
5: Nicholas um, Cruz.
1: Yeah. And I read a New York Times article today a uh, family who took in Florida suspect, we just didn't know. And these people took him in after his mom died in November. And apparently their son, this family's son, was friends with Nicholas Cruz. Yeah. And they said that he seemed depressed. And this article keeps on emphasizing his depression over his mom dying. And there's something weird that happens every time... One of these shootings happens, and it's people trying to say, "Oh, they were on antidepressants," or "Oh, they were depressed." Yeah, so are millions of Americans.
0: Yeah, but depression doesn't cause you to kill a dozen people.
1: Yeah, so this this man had something going on on his social media accounts. In his life, he was torturing animals, he was... Wearing MAGA hats. He was talking about how he wanted to kill, threatening to kill people, threatening to kill the new boyfriend of his ex-girlfriend.
0: Introducing himself as, I'm a professional school shooter.
1: Right, so there were clear problems. And, you know, we don't live in minority report. That's not what our situation Meaning, is. Meaning,
0: for those of who haven't seen the movie, well, that we are... they catch people
1: before someone commits right, a crime. Right, we're not,
0: we're not arresting people before they actually commit a crime.
1: Right, but there were things here, like him leaving the YouTube comment. There were actionable
0: incidences.
1: Yeah, and people making concerned reports. I think that clip you just played said 20 calls were made or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, that's... That's difficult, too, because the cops can't show up, and let's say that he was fighting with his parents, and the cops show up, and they're like, what's going on here? And then they say everything's fine. Then they can't just, you know, uh, arrest him and... Charge him with something because he he was fighting with his parents they
0: it's not the way things work,
1: yeah and and so it is difficult, but it still remains that there were things here that the FBI didn't do that they should have done.
0: I heard a news report where they said that the cops were called to this house where he lived thirty nine times over seven years mm-hmm. That's a tumultuous household, yeah. Ten times over seven years is more than once a year. Mm-hmm. That seems like a, a household that is a little chaotic, and I, it doesn't really speak to a motivation, but it certainly means that, uh, something was going on.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if there are cops out there who, when they learn about this, think of a house that they go to quite often. Sure, that there's never an arrest made, there's never a report filed. But they keep on visiting this house that seems to be having a lot of problems with violence. Um, and what is the solution there?
0: Well, listen, a cop, a cop isn't a referee. Yeah. So if you're getting called over and over and over and over, something should happen at some point.
1: Yeah. You like would, d- disturbing the peace something, or. Yeah.
0: Some kind of intervention would have prevented this. Mm-hmm. It seems like any kind of intervention other than a police visit to the, to the house mm-hmm. would have maybe could have prevented this.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know when he turned 19. I don't know when he turned 18, but it would have been great if someone could have intervened, you said, over seven years. So it sounds like yeah. they could have intervened when he was under the age of 18 when it is easier to get someone admitted inpatient into a mental hospital. Yeah. Um, who, you know, they reported self-harm behaviors and things like that. If he would have been taken in and had an evaluation and and they deemed that he was um, a risk to himself or others before the age of 18, this this may be a different situation that we're talking about here.
0: Let us not neglect to say, let's repeat the line, the truth, the fact that Alan Francis, Dr. Alan Francis multiple time guest on the show would say that if you suffer from mental illness, you are far more likely to be the victim of violence than the perpetrator of violence. So I, I, I have to catch myself. You correct me all the time when I knee jerk immediately to the mental health aspect of this. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be sure because I want to be, Not every person who suffers from some kind of mental affliction is out to fucking kill everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, even rarely is it, but the problem is, we need to be able to create systems in our in, in in put systems in place that identify the ones who may be violent and dangerous.
1: And that's what's so difficult here. And when this happened, everyone started talking about the mental health bill that Donald Trump um, reversed. Gutted. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, and the issue is that Nicholas Cruz was never admitted. Yeah, but everybody to,
0: knew he was a problem.
1: No, I know all but this
0: class. I know, I but, know,
1: but. That wouldn't have been helpful in this case because nothing was ever done about his behavior.
0: That's, that's the problem. That's what needs to change, that nothing was ever done. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew this guy was fucking dangerous. Everybody knew he bragged about his guns. Lots of people knew that he introduced himself as a professional school shooter. His Instagram account, his YouTube account, he was broadcasting alarms and nothing got done.
1: Yeah. Even the things that you're mentioning though. So think about that. Okay. What would a police officer do? So someone is saying, um, hi, I want to make a report. There is this, uh, kid and he is, um, walking around saying, what were the examples you just gave? I can't remember now.
0: Introducing himself as a professional school shooter.
1: Okay. Yeah. Introducing himself as a school shooter. I'm nervous. What did the cops do when they come out to talk to him?
0: Uh, if you communicate a threat,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that is a crime. Mm-hmm. It's it's not uh, an innocuous thing.
1: And then he says, instance, and then he says, which is true. I'm just joking. I made a joke.
0: If you if you scream fire in a crowded theater, joke or not, that is a crime. Free speech does not cover that.
1: I'm just asking because because no, 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 I, 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 I keep hearing people say this, and I'm just wondering. Well, so so he comes and they, he and he says he's joking, and they then ad- they say, "Well, you still can't say it. We're taking you to jail." Ad- Is that what
0: should have happened? It's Just jail. It's at least take him in, and there's there's cause for an evaluation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would agree at with least that. that. And that's what's difficult, too, about him being an adult. Can they do that as an adult?
0: Fuck yeah. Yes, absolutely they can. In okay. fact, maybe even more easily as an adult because you don't have a parental uh, situation to deal with. It's You're an adult now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to fucking face long, the, 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 the arm of justice.
1: Hmm. Yeah, see, I think all of this is easier when you're not an adult because once you're an adult, and especially with this person that didn't have... Uh, parents and he was like orphaned and all this stuff Um, you're just kind of pushed out into the world and then you start behaving badly and hopefully you somehow get in the system Mm. he never ended up in the system Um, but well maybe
0: because he lived in a chaotic home where 39 times the cops are called over 7 years
1: yeah well and when you're an adult they can inpatient you if you're a risk to yourself or others yeah but if you're not I mean, you can just sign yourself out of a mental hospital. Hmm. So with a with someone who's underage, it's not that easy. Hmm. They can't just sign themselves out.
0: Yeah. Look, no easy answers here. I think we're demonstrating here. There are no easy answers here. Well But that's why we elect people to make this to to, to create systems.
1: Well, over thirty calls, that's a lot of opportunity. Almost forty that's, calls. That's a lot of opportunity for an adult to have taken some time to really invest themselves in the situation and not just be operating on autopilot and going through the motions and brushing it off. Also,
0: let me say this. When you've got a problem child like this in school, it's not just the kids who know about it. Teachers have their fucking ears open. If kids know that this guy's a fucking dangerous character, the adults know.
1: Yes. And there should be things in school, too, dealing with that. I mean, they eventually expelled him because for violence, he was fighting all the time. Um, and that seems like a situation, too, where you call the police, right? If someone's fighting all the time. Right. There were fights at my school and the cops got called. Right. And then it was threatening to press charges yeah. for fighting that happen- happened. I mean, I, I think people just get tired of dealing with kids like this. You know, well, He's uh, a problem child.
0: Hence the ex, the expulsion. He, right. he got kicked out. Right.
1: He's a problem child. Yes, he's a problem child. Let's try to and he was deal on a watchlist. And he was
0: on a watch list. Yeah. Let's
1: try to deal with it so yeah. that this doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, we have an
1: email, kind of, on this topic.
0: Oh, let's do it. From. By the Kate- way, we're not going to get to any of the Russia shit. From There's Kate. Just no way.
1: But we're probably going to do hashtag third episode.
0: <laughs> we're most certainly going to do hashtag third episode to cover the th- news. The news news that we're not covering.
1: Okay. This is from Kate. Kate. Hi, Jesse and Brittany. I've been wanting to email the show for a while, but I haven't found a real reason to. After this senseless tragedy in Parkland, Florida, I think it's time I sent in my opinion. For far too long, my heart has ached over the deaths that have occurred in this country for no good reason. Why is it so hard for us to make our country safer? I commented on the Facebook page saying that I suffer from a mental disorder. It affects my life in more ways than one, but that does not mean that I would ever go shoot up a school. If this was a mental health issue, we would be having a completely different conversation and action might be taken. This is a gun issue. The reason things have not immediately changed is because the people that we choose to represent us are taking money from organizations like the NRA, and they refuse to protect us from the very people they are getting money from. To the audience of the podcast, I wanted to also remind you that the government works for us. I'm sure you already know this, but I figured a reminder was in order. We get to decide who we want in office. Make sure that the people you elect are people that will keep us and our children safe. We need to make our voices heard, and one of the ways we do that is by removing our support for people who don't have our interests in mind. To Jesse and Brittany, I've said it once, but I'll say it again. Your show has brought me sanity in times when I need it most, and I have learned so much from your show. I am forever appreciative of your voices. Love the show, and both of you are the best part
0: thank you Kate it makes me a little a little uh a little Jesse a little, a little emotional um look uh she's right there are there are two points there or at least one larger point that needs to be made one is it is okay in this case I believe not like I'm giving everyone permission uh to be a litmus test voter if you have a congressional candidate, if you have a mayoral candidate, if you have a, a gubernatorial candidate in mind and they do not support sweeping reforms around gun legislation, then do not fucking vote for them. Do not do, no, do not d- donate to their campaign. Like Kate said, we choose those individuals who are privileged enough to serve their country, to serve their constituency, to serve the American people. Choose wisely. We appreciate it, Kate, very much. Uh, Let's move on to
5: voicemail. Gene from Florida. Hey, guys. Gene from Bonita Springs, Florida again. You know... I was I was thinking about these mass shootings and how all these legislators are saying thoughts and prayers, and everyone is saying thoughts and prayers republicans thoughts and prayers It reminds me of a story that i um uh, that I was told to as a kid a religious story it's about um kind of doing things for yourself where there was a flood coming and uh, the police officer came by the house and told the uh, the people in the house. Uh, you got to get out. There's a flood coming. And they told them that, oh, God will save us. All right. The, the flood waters came in, and, you know, there were secure uh, coast guards coming in a boat and said, hey, come on, let's go. We got to get out of here. And they're like, don't worry. God will save us. At this point, the family's on the roof, and a helicopter comes by. And they're like, hey, this is your last chance. We need to save you. And they're like, oh, don't worry. God will save us. And then those people die and they get to heaven and they say, God, why didn't you save us? And God tells them, well, I sent you so many chances to be saved. Why didn't you take them? Well, the moral of the story is, you know, if you're again, if you believe in God, God isn't going to come down and fix everything. God, again, according to, you know, teachings, will give you the tools to do what you need to be what needs to be done this goes to the legislators always thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers but they're not doing what needs to be done to fix the problem oh let's leave it up to god thoughts and prayers we pray this will never happen but you don't do diddly squat about it oh wait they do do something about it they land their pockets with the money from the nra that's what they do No, I want to be angry and frustrated, but it's just, it's, it's the same old, same old. Honestly, they continue to do it. All right, guys. You have a great day. Bye.
1: Well, you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah. Um. I. We
0: are. Yeah. Well, we we, we've had a lot of discussion uh, with individuals with whom we uh, associate. About this, well, I don't want to name names, mm-hmm. uh, about this topic, mm-hmm. about the thoughts and prayers. Mm. Um, it's uh
1: Yeah, listen, everyone copes in different ways. Yeah, but it's, it, ultimately, it's a
0: selfish thing. Thanking God for things that other people are dying because of. Oh, I'm blessed, I'm lucky, I'm chosen. Fuck the hundreds of millions of people elsewhere who are dying because of whatever it else it is, mm-hmm. whether it be disease, whether it be a school shooting. I, I don't know. It's, um, it's very frustrating.
1: Well, I had a moment about that as well because um, a couple of days after this happened, uh, someone that I know was
0: read the post.
1: Okay um i love how much god cares for each and every one of us even down to the smallest detail name really wanted to try lobster for the first time last night but when we looked online at the menu there was no lobster he was okay with that but when we arrived they handed us the chef's recommendation which wouldn't you know it included lobster tail it was a valentine's special it was just like god was looking down at us with a wink and this person lives 200 miles from the school shooting.
0: That's right. 200 miles north.
1: And I read this, and uh, it stuck with me for a long time. I was thinking about it for two full days because...
0: This is the day of the shooting, Valentine's Day.
1: I'm watching the clips of parents um, crying into the camera and burying their children and make making funeral plans. And then I... I get onto my Facebook and people are talking about God blessing them with lobster or a good parking spot or helping them find their keys. And I'm just thinking, you know, can we, can we give it a second? Can we, can we take a beat on that? Um, even just optics, if that's what you're concerned about, if that's how you truly feel, you think God is blessing you with a lobster, just, just hold off on it because there's people that, um, You know, this. I know I'm a non-believer, right? So it's different for me. Period. But I also think it would be offensive to these parents that are burying their babies to hear someone say
0: who many of them are believers
1: to hear someone say that they got blessed with a lobster tail. Um, I don't know. It really upsets me because it feels callous.
0: Because God's looking at them with a wink. It feels. Ah, It feels callous.
1: It feels callous, and uh, I don't know. I just think sometimes it's. It doesn't uh, <laughs> come off well. That's prick shit, bro. That's prick shit.
0: That is the truth. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's hit another voicemail. Well,
1: I, I also want to say it's not like people can't go and talk about good things that are happening, right? If if you want to talk about how this was like a special a special treat or something good happened to you, you had a good day. No, that's that's great. Um, the issue is talking about how God somehow singled you out and gave you a gift, gave you a reward,
0: and allowed a when seventeen to people just died. Children. So it yeah. just,
1: you know, I don't know. It's it's off-putting to me. It
0: should be off-putting to everyone. It's off-putting. It's off-putting. It's not just you. You're not. I mean, you are. I believe sensitive to it, but it's because you care about people. What about those 17 sets of parents whose children were fucking murdered in a school? Fuck them. God just said fuck them. But oh, that lobster's important for them. It matters. People need to think about shit in a different way. Next voicemail, Chris
3: from Minnesota. Hi. Hi. This is uh, Christopher from Minnesota calling in,
6: and uh, I wanted to talk about the Florida shooting that just happened recently, I'm sure everyone's going to be talking about it now, but um, obviously we know more details about what has happened, such as, you know, the kid was 19, the AR was in possession of his father's, and he had somehow had access to the key and was able to use that weapon to kill many students. Um and it's a really painful process and you can, I live all the way out in Minnesota and I I noticed I can feel the emotion that has kind of wrapped the Minnesotan society. We all feel the devastation that Florida feels right now. And, um, I had this interesting conversation because, uh, my occupation, uh, kind of, uh, kind of makes me engage a lot of conservatives in my area. And, uh, one uh, made a very interesting comment about uh when we were talking about the shooting, he kind of brought it up. He made a comment about, you know, after the shooting, he feels more and more uh convinced that we need conceal and carry. And he believes that that's the answer to keeping us safe, that conceal and carry is, is the answer to the, to the situation. And this whole thing has got me baffled. It's just, it, when I heard it, I thought it was, this was the stupidest... Fucking thing I've ever heard. What we need right now is, you know, is some way of stopping kids from having access to weapons. A child doesn't need access to a weapon. A mentally ill person doesn't need access to a weapon. A fucking terrorist doesn't need access to a weapon. Why are we allowing people to have access to weapons that don't need it? We're not after everyone you know, like People are not after everyone else's guns. No one's looking to restrict your gun use. But we are looking to restrict the gun use of people that are fucking dangerous. From what I understand, this kid had red flags all over him. There were tons of reports from all the students in that area that were saying he's a threat. And he's saying he's going to kill everyone there. There was every warning flag to their society in that that group.
3: The community
6: knew he was a threat. And the police didn't do anything about it. Hopefully all those cops lose their job. We lost 17 children in America. But uh, I thought it was very interesting that, you know, someone that I know that I communicate with on a consistent basis and work with had made a comment about and Carrie and it seemed to have, you know, what just happened in Florida seemed to have the opposite effect of what a reasonable person would be thinking. You know, it's add more guns to the solution, you know, or to the, to the problem and be the solution. So I feel like we, we need to figure out some way of controlling this narrative of more guns is what keeps us safe. It's like this idea of nuclear deterrence or arm, you know, armed weapon deterrence will stop people from killing one another. I, I don't believe it. It's never worked for the last eight years. It's not going to work for the next 10 years. So I figured I'd make my point about that. But thanks a lot. Brittany's the best part. You too, Jeffy. Bye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye.
1: This argument always comes up. Uh, thank you for the call. This argument always comes up we've talked about it before where people think they're like Jason Bourne and yeah. that um, if they were in this situation, they would be able to take care of it. And I've also heard a lot of the arguments, they need to have armed guards. Well, they did have an armed guard. Yeah. right? And then everyone starts talking about, well, we need to make our schools, these iron fortresses that are impenetrable Um, like what? Every school is going to have a moat now and like a drawbridge. I don't, what, what are you talking about? Why are all of these things the solution?
0: They want it to be the wild West where everybody has a sidearm, a holster, ready to go out at high noon and shoot it out. Why not arm all the kids? Why not? Why not? Why stop anywhere? Just at adults. Make sure everyone has a weapon. So the minority who wants to to harm everyone, they'll be dealt with and vanquished Mm -hmm. by the majority who has a gun. That's an NRA fucking talking point narrative that it, it doesn't fly. It doesn't. Listen, we live in modernity. This is 2018. It's not 1818. Where a grizzly bear might attack you while you're in the wild frontier. Let's deal with reality. On reality's terms, using realistic solutions to problems. Yeah. Ugh. I think we have a couple more emails. Uh, we're definitely going to do hashtag third episode because we're we're at uh, we're at you know an hour, and uh, we're still we're still here.
1: Dear Brittany, dear Jesse, I just finished listening to the episode number 382 about the Florida school shooting and wanted to let you know that I fully agree with Jesse's opinion on gun ownership. I am a German and a gun owner in a country with one of the most restrictive gun laws worldwide. Basically, I could get nearly the same guns as you in the U.S., but to get a license to acquire a gun, an applicant has to prove that he or she is reliable, competent, and and has a requirement, like being a sports shooter or hunter or an armed guard, to acquire a firearm. Reliability is checked by authorities um, checking your criminal record, criminal and medical record. If you have any criminal convictions, severe mental problems, or are a known drug abuser, or simply if you have a multitude of misdemeanors, like multiple speeding tickets in a brief period, you're deemed not to be reliable enough to possess a firearm. Although this deep background check, which is repeated by authorities regularly, is a severe pain in the bottom for us gun owners and leads to roughly four to eight weeks long waiting periods before being granted the permission to buy the gun. Hang on.
0: Four to eight week long cooling off periods, background check periods, waiting periods where we have sometimes, in many cases, you can just buy a weapon right away. 22 shotgun it's handguns and assault rifles where they have this seven day waiting period oftentimes eight weeks two months come on that's civilized.
1: Go ahead. It effectively prevents unfit people from getting a gun.
0: Yes, it does. As
1: much I'm a proponent of a more liberal gun law in Germany, I absolutely can't wrap my brain around the fact that there are effectively no such deep background checks for gun ownership in the U.S. In my opinion, that would in no way contradict your Second Amendment, but would weed out this unusual high share of gun owners you have in your country who are either physically or mentally unfit to handle or even possess a gun. Freedom is always the freedom of my neighbor. My right to swing my fists ends at the next person's chin. So true freedom must always include the freedom from the fear of being shot up by the next door psychopath. Freedom includes a safe environment. Hope I could convey my point in spite of my rusty school English. Always happy to hear from you, and Brittany is the best part, although obviously more airy one.
6: He he. Brittany the best.
0: Airy.
1: Greetings from Germany.
0: Is is Tobias calling you an airhead, or is that just him not being real brushed up on his English, as he alluded to?
1: I think he thinks I'm a dum dum. Sad. You're not a dumb dumb, Sad. Brittany Page. Well, I was reading this 538 article, and they have this fantastic—you could spend hours combing through it. Um, interactive data, beautiful graphs, um, and it's a
0: Brittany Page dream come true, is what you're saying.
1: And one of the sections is called "The Mass Shootings Fix," and no, they don't give you a mass shootings fix. Um, So it's a little misleading, but they do talk about the things that have occurred in terms of gun control in Australia and Great Britain um, and other areas. And let's see what happened here. Um, New Zealand, a man went on a shooting rampage at a neighbor's house in 1990 and fatally shot 11 people. The country stopped offering lifetime licenses for guns, requiring gun owners to renew their permits every 10 years instead. Military style weapons were not banned, but required a special permit. Okay, and then mm. in Finland, after there was a mass shooting, they raised the minimum age to own a gun from 18 to 20, and added requirements to own a handgun, such as two years of supervised target practice and membership in a gun club. Canada and Germany, like Tobias, did I say Tobias?
0: Yeah, uh, I think so.
1: Tobias, thank you for that message. I don't know if I said your name. I did
0: afterwards. Okay.
1: So. Um, also, also to- uh,
0: maybe it's because you were an airhead.
1: That's probably true. <laughs> Um Canada and Germany also tightened access to guns after mass shootings within their borders. Okay, so you're seeing some of these changes. Um lengthier waiting periods like Tobias talked about, more requirements, necessary training, yes. years long periods of, of supervised training. Um how did it affect the rates of mass shooting? Well, that's that's difficult to determine according to this article from 538 because Mass shootings weren't really a thing before the programs went into place. Right, um, they happen sometimes, but how can they determine whether there was a, a steep drop in the occurrence of mass shootings if there weren't that many to begin with? Yeah,
0: because it's not a gun culture. Uh, right, it's not it's not baked into their constitution the right to bear arms. I mean, the Second Amendment a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. For me, Tobias's email, really, that's the crux of it, Mm -hmm. is the infringed part. Mm. Is it infringing on your right to own a weapon to put... Uh, some kind of regulatory control relative to uh, uh, qualification. Mm -hmm. Is it infringing on your right to have to take driver's ed and pass a a driver's ed education course or take a driver's test to get a driver's license? Is that infringing on your right or just qualifying?
1: Well, what would libertarians say?
0: I don't fucking care because they're (laughs) morons a lot of the time.
1: But I I, I don't
0: think it's infringing. It's, mm-hmm. it's not infringing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they said. It's in this five thirty eight article that it's also difficult to determine how successful these programs are because, or if they would even work in this country because of the cultural difference.
0: And that—that that is something the Second Amendment. About. Yes,
1: um, they don't have anything like the Second Amendment. So anything that is proposed would need a past judicial review in this country and would it
0: um i believe that uh minor obstacles aren't infringements and i think that it would it, well it has held up in the past mm-hmm. we've we've banned assault weapons mm-hmm. and it's held up mm-hmm. i think the court is ripe for that it's it, it's not it's not too high a Hurdle. No.
1: Five thirty-eight also said that one of the difficult things about comparing the United States to Australia and Great Britain and saying, "Well, they did this; let's do this," is the number of guns that we have in oh, this yeah. country.
0: Almost one for one. Um, Maybe more.
1: As of two thousand nine, the Bureau of Alcohol, Firearms, and Tobacco estimated that there were more than three hundred million guns in America.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's an alarming amount. So, I think we have one more mail, One more email let's let's uh let's read Paul's email and then uh, we'll see where we are uh, I do want to play the Shep Smith clip I think uh, there is some look anytime that anything good happens over at the uh, the Fox News we want to talk about it especially when it comes out of Shep Smith's mouth because he is one of two or three cogent voices over there but first let's get to Paul's email
1: Dear Jesse and Brittany, I wanted to call and leave this as a voice message, but I cannot get through my thoughts without breaking down. So here we go. It's been exactly 134 days since my last email and 137 days since the shooting in Las Vegas. In my email, I spoke about feeling hopeless and you quoted Martin Luther King saying the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Your words inspired me to stay strong and hope for a brighter tomorrow for me and my family and for my now-almost-here baby girl. Now exactly 134 days later, I find myself terrified to my core again that this is simply the world my child will have to grow up in. I can't help but feel helpless once again. The tongue-in-cheek definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Have we as a country just accepted this? Have we just decided to embrace the insanity? I know you would be disappointed in us if we stopped fighting for a better world, and I don't plan to, but without signs of change, it feels like a losing battle. We should know that people like Aaron Feiss were outstanding because of the lives they touched or the support they gave to their friends and loved ones. We shouldn't need to find out through their senseless and tragic death. This has to stop. Thank you guys for everything you do. And I want to give a shout out to the Facebook community. You guys are all a a fantastic group of people. Stay strong, everyone. Your loyal benefactor, Jesse's words, not mine, Paul from Houston.
0: Paul from Houston. Wise, beautiful words. Someone who has a child that he and his lovely wife are bringing into the world that should be something we think about. What kind of a world are we going to leave to the next generation? We should ask our politicians a question Brittany has been asking, which is, if this is just the way it's going to be, then fucking say that. Marco Rubio. Paul Ryan. If you are incapable, unwilling, unable to make things better, to make things different than just say, "Ah, no, this is it. This is the America that we've built and we're going to live with it.
1: Well, Joe the Plumber, do you remember him? I do, yeah. In 2014, I guess he was leading the charge for Bill O'Reilly. To come out and say that this is the price of freedom right that's
0: exactly right
1: um this was his quote uh it was an open letter um after the shooting rampage near the university of california santa barbara
0: the 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 elliot roger rampage
1: So he said, quote, I am sorry you lost your child. I myself have a son and daughter, and the one thing I never want to do to go through is what you are going through now. Ah,
0: Let me guess the next word. But.
1: But as harsh as this sounds, your dead kids don't trump my constitutional rights.
0: Your dead kids don't trump my constitutional rights. Fuck you, Joe the Plumber you heartless jerk-off. Dead kids. Piles of dead kids should trump everything. That should be our main concern. People talk about the children being the future. Well, without children, if we're allowing them to die, if we don't hold sacred the sanctity of their lives, then there is no future. And it goes along with Paul bringing a child into this world. And I'd say this, Paul. Do keep your head up. Because this one seems different. There very well will be change. After this one, your daughter will very well grow up in a better, more empathetic, more manageable world, a safer world, a more loving world, because you're listening to this show and the thousands of people who are also joining you, we are committed to making it a better world. And for all of those millions and billions who don't listen to the show, they're also committed. These kids are making a difference. They're survivors of the Parkland shooting. Keep your head up. Keep your chin up. Stay positive for that daughter. Things are going to change. Things are going to change. Well, listen... I think we're going to end it there.
1: But we're going to do hashtag third episode because we need to do a Donald Trump tweets segment. Oh, yeah, we do. We need to talk about Rick Gates. We need to talk about uh, the girl's name that I already forgot. uh, The Playboy Playmate. Karen McDougal. Karen McDougal. See, I knew it at the beginning, and then you didn't, and now you know it, and I don't. Um, Full circle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go follow at school walkout us on Twitter, and follow the National School Walkout um, plan on Friday, April twentieth, the nineteenth anniversary of Columbine, at ten a.m. Wear orange, walk out of school. Um, show, show them. They yeah. gotta listen.
0: That's right. They work for us. They fucking work for us. Create a litmus test. Talk to your representatives. Email your representatives. You are not going to support them. Talk to candidates who are running against your representative if they are a bad person. A bad candidate. A bad representative. And you let them know if you're not going to do something, I'm not going to vote for you. We've got several candidates here in the 48th District of California where Brittany and I live. And I can tell you, the guy that I'm supporting, Harley Ruda, I already know he supports this. But if he didn't, then he wouldn't get my support. We are going to leave you. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us both on the live stream from our Patreon supporters and also you guys at home, you guys in your car driving to work, we're facing tough times. We're facing tenuous situations here in America, both with Donald Trump and this entire Russia compromising of our 2016 election, but also this gun, the challenge is there. We appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you supporting us. If you'd like to support us, if you've been on the fence about supporting us monetarily, helping move the conversation forward, helping produce the show, dollamore.com slash Patreon. There's also uh, Amazon.
1: Mm -hmm. We forgot to thank the Patreon supporters, but we'll do that next time.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, let's do it next time. Yeah. We'll double up.
1: Yeah. And I want to say thank you to everyone who emailed and left a voicemail. Um, Again, if we didn't read yours or we didn't play it, uh, we still listen to all of them. And we are so thankful for the support and for the communication that you guys send to us, um, especially this Episode yeah. with this situation. Well,
0: there were also a lot of other voicemails and emails unrelated to the gun topic. Yeah, that we will hold on to. Maybe do them next time. we'll, we'll see. We're going to get. We'll 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 try to get to everything.
1: I think that it helps people to process hearing from other people all around the country, all around the world. Tobias in Germany. Yeah, you're not alone. Um, that there are so many different um perspectives on how to approach this and how to deal with it. So we really appreciate everyone that took the time to to tell us what they were feeling.
0: Yeah. We will leave you there. If you'd like to sound off, communicate with the show 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to it at dollamore.com. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Apparently, I don't say appreciate right. And we'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt.